Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. I don't feel dashing, debonair, deadly, or daring. Your boy got a cold. First one of the fake fall season. I'm very thankful that it's not worse than what it is. Just a bunch of... The cough is okay. Um, But mostly it's just I can't breathe through one of my nostrils at all times. So that's super fun. Actually had to cancel a podcast I was going to do with someone this weekend because I was like, "Ah, I don't want to get you sick because we're going to do it in person. And now I'm at, I'm, I'm already at the point of the sickness where normally like third, fourth day, that's when I feel the worst. So it could be Monday, but, uh, I don't feel so hot right now, but you know what? We push on. It doesn't matter. We hear Morgantown weather report. It's 73 degrees outside. Feels like 80 something. Uh, it was like in the 90s yesterday. Yesterday was uh, the Wine and Jazz Festival that they have every year in Morgantown um, at uh, Camp Muffley. And Angel and myself went, and then our friend, friend Brandy went, and then our, well, technically, I guess my cousin-in-law, uh, cousin-in-laws, um, Ivy and BG joined us. And it was a real chill time, man. Like, I um, got to, of course, sample a bunch of wine and got my walking around wine, which is the icebreaker. But I can safely say there was nothing that really was like, oh, man, I got to take some of this home. I didn't get anything for myself, man. I, I, other than the icebreaker that I drank, and I did share a few a few of those drinks, uh, you know, I just... I just kept it pretty low, low key, man. Angel got like three bottles, I think, before we left of something she liked. I liked it too, but I'm not trying not to yawn in the pot. And I just kind of ran into it. Sorry. Anyway, she got a couple bottles of something she liked, so that was cool. Then we uh, headed back and easy Sunday from there. Laundry, hanging out with Aaliyah. Watched a little football. Finished last in FanDuel. Yeah, I did horrible in FanDuel this week. Um, in fact, let me just take a quick peek at the Browns in our blood, FanDuel. Y'all are determined to make as much noise as possible. I got homeboy over there mowing. And now I got a helicopter. Man. Y'all, y'all got no respect. <laughs> no respect for me. Yeah, I finished six. Ah, uh, am I one? And then E was second, and then and then uh, Gary was third in, in Browns in Our Blood, and I finished with eighty nine points. I was trash. Not a good outing for me yesterday. That's what happens when you play Kyler Murray, though, thinking that you're doing something smart. Anyway, oh great, <laughs> Monster Lung is in first. Ugh. Great. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I know I said I wasn't going to mention. You know, I don't have to mention any names. So a certain individual got let go by his NFL team on Friday. And certain individual was crying on Twitter on Sunday. And deleted a bunch of tweets that uh, he didn't understand why uh, he was being treated this way and boo-hoo. I told y'all. I told y'all. I'm telling you, man. Everybody, and then people were like, oh, he has CTE. It's that perfect hit. It messed him up. No. From what I can tell, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best at hiding things. So... He don't have a job right now. He says he's done playing in that professional football league, the NFL. Good for him. Uh, did I finish Morgantown Weather Report? No, I didn't. So, yeah, he, he's out of the league again. 
Told you. Raiders are one and two. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's let's check the Morgantown weather here because I didn't check it for Aaliyah because Angel told me, told us it wasn't supposed to rain today. Well, I'm here to tell you it's supposed to be in the 70s here in Morgantown, but off and on all day, it's supposed to be a chance of rain, even getting up as high as 60% chance in a thunderstorm around 6, 7 p.m., so... I don't believe you. We need more people. Rockefeller, students of the class. We plat the students of the game. We pass the classes. What am I going to mow? Looks like I'm going to have to mow. I'll probably be mowing on Friday. More than likely. Because I don't think I can mow tomorrow. Yes, this is what you tune in for to find out when I'm going to mow my grass in the Morgantown Weather Report. So right now, it's, it's hot. Overcast. And look, magically... I said something about y'all, them being too loud, and then they're all gone. The helicopter's gone, and I think my mower, dude with the industrial mower went around the corner, so that's what's up. Man, everything's coming up Millhouse. The following has been filtered to remove all ego, to provide the best quality material for listeners. Thank you, on behalf of the Hyphen Podcast Group. My name is Miles Amadeus Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. So the Emmys were last night. Um, and I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, but I'm just, I'm just going to run down a little list here, courtesy of the New York Times, with uh, who won what, in case anybody is wondering, because you're going to hear this on Thursday. But in case anybody's wondering, I want you to be able to know who won what at the Emmys on Thursday, that, from what aired on Sunday night. Anyway, best comedy was Fleabag from Amazon Prom. Have not watched it. Derek Ferguson, who has been a guest on... The world's greatest podcast. He uh, rec- was recommending it on Facebook, though. And I do have Amazon Prime now, so I may have to take that plunge. Best drama was Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people who would disagree with that. Uh, best limited series was Chernobyl. Both of those HBO course. Best actress, Phoebe Waller-Bridge from Fleabag. Best actor, Bill Hader for Barry. Best Actress, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Best Actor, Billy Porter for Pose. And I will say, uh, monumental thing with Billy Porter, he's the first openly gay man to win an Emmy for Best Lead Actor in a Drama. So, big props to Billy Porter. Best Actress, Michelle Williams, Fosse, Fosse Verdon. Uh, funny thing is, I was just making a comment to Tyler a few weeks ago about how I thought Michelle Williams was just an okay actor. And then she goes and gets an Emmy on me. Thanks. Uh, best Actor, Limited Series or TV Movie, Jarrell Jerome, When They See Us. Supporting Actress, Alex Bornstein, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And yes, that's the same Alex Bornstein from Family Guy. Uh, supporting Actor, of course, <laughs> Comedy, Tony Shalhoub. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. How many freaking Emmys does this dude have already? Dang, Tony Shalhoub. Let's check. Podcasting 101. Here we go. Tony Shalhoub. Here we go. Four Primetime Emmy Awards. Sheesh. Sheesh. He won. Hold on, hold on. He won for Monk in 03, 05, and 06. And then he just won in 2019 for Marvelous Miss Maisel, Mrs. Maisel, which is another Amazon Prime show that I need to start watching. Good for you, man. And, and well, I mean, since I'm podcasting 101 anyway, I'm just going to make sure I'm not crazy and make sure that Alex Bornstein is the same lady from Family Guy. I'd feel really weird if she wasn't. Yep, Lois Griffin. There you go. I'm not crazy. See, I know my stuff. Uh, let's see. 
Supporting actors, drama, Julia Garner, Ozark. I know Lamb watches Ozark. Supporting actor, drama, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Supporting actress, limited series of movie, Patricia Arquette, The Act. Supporting actor, limited series or movie, Ben Wishaw, A Very English Scandal. Television movie, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Oh, that's what's up. Good for them. Variety sketch series, uh, Saturday Night Live. Variety talk series last week, tonight with John Oliver. Reality competition program, RuPaul's Drag Race is here for Ru. Reality host, RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race. Structured reality program, Queer Eye. Unstructured reality program, United States of America with W. Kamal Bell. Guest actress, comedy, Jane Lynch, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Guest actor, Luke Kirby, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Good God. Guest actress, Cherry Jones, The Handmaid's Tale. Guest actor, Bradley Whitford. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale documentary or nonfiction series, Our Planet, Netflix animated program, The Simpsons, writing for a comedy series, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Fleabag. Oh shit! You telling me she won? Dang, she won for best actress in a comedy, and they gave her best writing for a comedy series. That's dope. Uh, writing for a drama series, Jesse Armstrong, Succession. Um, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Succession. Writing for a limited series or movie, Craig Mazin, Chernobyl. Uh, writing for a variety series, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Directing for a comedy series, Harry Bradbeer, Fleabag. Directing for a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark. The episode, Reparations. Directing for a limited series or movie, Johan Rank, Chernobyl. And directing for a variety series, Don Roy King, Saturday Night Live, The Adam Sandler Episode. So for a complete full list of all the winners, you can go to, where's it at? Emmys.com, ladies and gentlemen. So that's your Emmy Wimmers. Your Emmy, your Emmy Wimmers right there. Uh, before we go any further, though, Hyphen Podcast, Hyphen, Hyphen, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Hyphen, fuck. <laughs> hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. A Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people. To the people! <laughs> Hyphenpodcastgroup.com Also brought to you by Mark Rob, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot WordPress dot com written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Robinson. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bing boom. Go check out some of his great writing. I don't, I'm I'm kind of more, I'm I'm itching now, Marcus. I, I need some more. Re, re, uh, I need to slow down. I need some more reading, Marcus. To get back to writing, Marcus. That's what I was trying to say. Um, I do want to make mention one of my recommend recommendations right off the right off the rip, right off rip, huh, is uh about Beyonce and Homecoming because the undefeated has a great piece written by Soraya Nadia McDonald. It was posted on the 20th. Um, it says, Beyonce's homecoming Emmy snub is historic disrespect. So, let, let me just say, in case you hadn't heard this, Beyonce and Homecoming were nominated for six awards at the Creative Arts Emmys. And they won nothing. Absolutely nothing so here's the categories she was in that everybody involved with this special and the show at Coachella was involved that uh, was it best directing variety special pre-recorded costumes music direction production design and writing so you would think anybody who's watched Homecoming or even listen to Homecoming, okay? And yes, I, I'm still trying to get initiated into that Bayhive. Um, how you feel about Lisa Bon the Lisa Bonet costume, hyphen? Uh, it's fine. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Nobody cares, tweet. Um, hey, what, what are you doing? All right, so let me tell y'all. So this young lady. That's pulled up behind me. You can hear her music, right? She's rocking. She's gotten out of her car. Two doors open, trunk open. Is placing what looks like 
windshield washer fluid in the back of her trunk. Music's still playing. She's parked. Badly parked. So I don't think she's going in. I don't know. She's closing the trunk. She's staring at her car. You gotta love them all. Okay, she's leaning in the car. Pops the trunk again. Okay. She's reaching in. She's grabbing... What is this that she has here? Her song's over. Alright, she has a charger. Okay, whatever she's listening to in the car, it has ads. Okay, she's plugging in. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, she took the phone out. Oh my goodness. Okay, she's reopening the door. She had closed it, and now she's reopening the door. Leaning back in. She had her phone in her charger. She grabs what looks to be a sweater or jacket or something. She's headed in. Okay, well, since uh, we were so entertained by her car antics, I won't be mad she interrupted the World's Greatest Podcast. Anyway, back to Beyonce. So out of those six categories, what the hell? Yes, your car's locked. Good job. Do, I mean, <sighs> nominated for six, so Outstanding Directing for a Variety Special. I just want to read you the whole titles. Outstanding Variety Special pre-recorded. Outstanding Costumes for Variety Nonfiction Reality Programming. Outstanding Music Direction. Outstanding Production Design for Variety Special. And Outstanding Writing for a Variety Special. The only one I probably can see them not winning is, is Writing. No offense, uh, not to say there wasn't some kind of writing that went into this whole production of Homecoming, but if they, they slot on writing, fine. They lost production design to Rent. And let me tell you, if we're talking about the Rent on Fox that Angel and I watched, boy, they fucked that up. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, they fucked that up. Okay. I mean, you know how they've been doing those live plays and live shows on the networks like ABC, Fox, and, and NBC, and, and I think this was a Fox that did Rent. Rent, I don't want to say it awoken, but Rent, no, I'm going to, no it's, it's cool. Rent was the very first play, other than Jesus Christ Superstar, very first show, production. Broadway show, whatever you want to call it. I was like, you know what? I kind of fuck with the theater. I like theater. When it, when like, I don't love everything, but I love some good ass theater. Okay. And don't be surprised. You're listening to the Hyphen Nation. If you don't know, now you know. Come on, we've been through this. Sheesh! Don't make me do another Hamilton episode. Um, or a Rent episode. Let me call Tyler. Uh. But I, I love Rent. First time I saw Rent was the movie. And I know that the real Rent heads, I don't even know if they go by Rent heads. I know the real Rent fans, some of them don't like the movie. Blah, blah, blah. I like the movie. I like watching the movie. And I like particularly watching the movie with uh, Nikki because Nikki loves the movie. She's always loved Rent. And I, I like watching Rent with Nikki. That's just one of the things that we like to do together, okay? So why, I was excited for Rent Live. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down. The cast looks cool, whatever. So, just so that we're clear, I want to make sure that I get Rent on Fox Cat. Yeah, I want to make sure that I get everybody that was in the show. Alright. So, the show was fine. The set was really cool, alright? Because literally it was like this, wasn't, they did this, the, the, the show in a round. So instead of them literally being, the camera being focused on the stage, like the whole stage was just different parts. And it was like the whole uh, city of New York was like represented in these stages, everything. The stage was super cool. So I'm not taking anything away from that design. Okay, cool. But here, here's your cast. So Vanessa Hudgens played Maureen, which is a course made iconic by Adina Menzel. Menzel. And this red car 
just pulled out of here trying to get hit by this landscaping truck. What is wrong with you motherfuckers? I swear to God. I'm not supposed to swear to God. I just was talking about Jesus on 118. Jeez, oh, Pete. I'm sorry, God. Swear to goodness. Vanessa Hudgens, right? Is uh, plays Maureen. She did, uh, which is made iconic by Dina Menzel, who's also known as Elsa, you know. Okay? Did a very good Maureen. Had a lot of a DMA uh, influence, but Hudgens killed it, okay? Tanache played Mimi. She was a terrible Mimi. Brennan Hunt played Roger. Now, Roger is like one of the main, main characters of the show. Because everybody has a big role. But really, it's Mark and Roger's show. To be completely honest with you. And Roger... <laughs> Hold on. I got... You're not going to believe this. Hold on. Hold on. Uh... Here we go. On January 26th, during the Saturday dress rehearsal, Brennan Hunt, who plays Roger, broke his foot because they broadcast it live on Sunday. Fox announced in the official statement that despite his injury, the show would air as planned using both pre-recorded footage for a previous dress rehearsal and live footage. On January 22nd, the show was performed in its entirety with limited physical activity before a studio audience is scheduled, with Hunt performing in a wheelchair. The simultaneous telecast consists almost entirely of the pre-recorded dress rehearsal from the prior night. Only the final 15 minutes of the program, which consists of the songs Finale, Your Eyes, and Finale B, as well as the encore performance of Seasons of Love, featuring the original 1996 Broadway cast, was broadcast live. The choreography of the final act was modified to accommodate Hunt being in a wheelchair. He broke his foot before the show. So, if you if you didn't, then they said something about that, like, uh, they, they recorded, the cast got together, recorded a little thing saying, hey, we're, we're uh, you know, Roger Brooker's foot, or Brendan Brooker's foot, we're going to still do the damn thing for you and all this stuff, okay? The show was fine. The pre-record dress rehearsal, it had people, but I mean, obviously it didn't have that same energy. And then the final, the final songs, Brendan's literally on a damn table with his broken foot. Like Roger, who's supposed to have this big song to Mimi and everything, and he can't move. They want to. They want an Emmy, by the way. Uh, Valentina played Angel. Jordan Fisher played Mark Cohen. He did well. Uh, Brennan was okay. I will say that. Kiersey Clemens played Joanne. Eh. Brandon Victor Dixon played Tom Collins. He was good. And Mario played a uh, bit. Uh, played a uh, Benning. Yeah. It was it was fine, but bro, but just just to say, they went for production design, and that was literally just because of the stage. Now think about what we saw in Homecoming or what you saw at Coachella, and compare it to a super cool stage for Rent on television compared to a two night event at Coachella. Well, Rent won. Music direction: Vosse Verdant. Verdant. I don't know anything about this show, but uh. You you can hear, you can hear the, the the amazing things that they were able to do with freaking homecoming, man. And yet, Fosse Verdon one costumes RuPaul's Drag Race. Yo, salute to the gays, man. But <laughs> I almost said it. I was gonna say, but Beyonce had the best costumes of all time. Um, I, this one is, I mean, come on, it's the gays. That's the only thing that if someone's gonna be Beyonce, let it be, let it be, let it be them. I could see that one. Here's the one that really grinds my gears, ladies and gentlemen. And the funny thing is, I didn't want to record it all this morning, and, I, and I'm having a very good, very good episode right now. So the energy's there and everything. So I, I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Anyway, variety special pre-recorded. Carpool karaoke when Corden met McCartney live from Liverpool. If I didn't want to drink this shit, still, I would throw my McDonald's coffee plug <laughs> all over my car. Carpool karaoke. Beat out Beyonce for variety special. You can't make this shit up. Hold on. Hold on. I just want, I'm just curious, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy a good-ass episode of Carpool Karaoke, okay? 
hold on. I I just come on podcast one on one. Carpool karaoke, of course. It it's it is it's very cool. Okay. It's a great concept. Here, here we go. Here we go. This is what I was looking for. The Celine Dion episode is great. I watched the Will Smith episode. It's great. There's a, there's rarely an episode of Carpool Karaoke that I won't watch and be like, yo, that shit's fire. Kudos to James Corden and his team for coming up with something that's fucking awesome. But look. But look. They won... They already won this award in 2016 and in 2017. But these old-ass white, and I'm sorry to say it, these these old-ass, out-of-touch white people who vote for these awards, like, oh, Paul McCartney, it was the Beatle. Let's vote for the Beatle, yeah. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. If you can watch Homecoming and not feel anything, then you're dead inside, pretty much. Should have definitely won Variety Special. I love Paul McCartney as much as the next Beatles fan, and I love Carpool Karaoke, but Beyonce Homecoming was the better choice there. Where was Kanye during these, when they announced these, the Variety Awards, uh, announced this shit, like, when all these, when they lost, when they lost, where was Kanye? Probably at Sunday service. We're never getting Yandy, by the way, guys. No, I still haven't listened to Ye. And I'm supposed to be calling him Amari, but I don't know, he seems, he seems to be kind of in a healthy place again, so I kind of feel like he deserves to be called Kanye again. And then the last award they, that uh, they lost was Springsteen on Broadway. No idea about that for directing. Uh, I definitely feel like they could have been directing categories. So honestly, they should have won. Homecoming should have won at least four of these Emmys. And it didn't. Now, like I said, The Undefeated, I started reading this uh, yesterday, has a great piece about it. It's called Beyonce's Homecoming. An Emmy snub is historic disrespect. And I and I just I agree because homecoming it's just insane and I, I haven't even I haven't heard anybody really talking about the the Lion King special that beyond that Beyonce just put out but Beyonce has made that freaking jump man and I fought it for so long. About, like, oh, she's, you know, she's just blah, blah, blah. She, she's just a good singer, and she doesn't deserve her props. And she told everybody Jay cheated on her, which apparently was true. But, which is really my main gripe, and because I was just uh, completely, why am I getting tagged and stuff? Oh, there's a song. Cool. Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, it's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Um, because, I, and Marcus, in fact, has a has a good piece about the Grammys on the Mark on his uh site, the Mark Rob. Here, I'm, I'm going to go find that for you, because what he says in here pretty much sums up how I feel about these awards. And every year, there's some kind of big name, some kind of big snub. Here we go. Grammys don't care about black people. More questions than answers in Tinseltown. You can read both of those on themarkrob.wordpress.com right now. And, oh, by the way, October 20th is going to be the third anniversary of Mark Rob. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, Beyonce got robbed. I just and I just thought I, I'd share that a little bit because Beyonce it's no longer even close half the time because I know that I said what I said about Taylor a few uh, uh, a couple months ago and 
how she's been passed up by Ariana and stuff. But and I haven't listened to the new album yet. Uh, just got, I listened to someone come on Bill Simmons podcast and talk about it, and they were really excited about it and said it was a really good album. <sighs> Beyonce's up there, man. She's a, she is a literal living legend at this point. And it's a shame that someone something so innovative that gets brought to a brought to a, after it happened at Coachella, everybody was like just floored. But then once it came out on Netflix for everybody, you know. Oh, man. What? What? I'm not going to lie. I just completely lost track of my thoughts. I looked down and I saw a mess about Browns in her blood and I lost it. But I know where I was going. Give people their flowers while they're still here. I say it all the time. And yet here we are. Y'all gonna y'all gonna wait or give her some some kind of crappy Emmy? They might give her one for this Lion King thing. I don't know. But I think the point I was trying to say before I lost track was even after the performances at Coachella, people were losing their mind. And then when when Beyonce gave it to us in visual and audio format for us to enjoy anytime we wanted. It's, it is, it's an amazing thing. Like people, I I could list off some of my favorite, let's just say documentaries about music, okay? I love that Eagles one. I don't know if it's like in the top, but I still love that Eagles one. I'd like to watch it again. Um, Fade to Black, one of my favorites. Rama Reason, Rama Reason, the show. Both of those documentaries, super dope. The Carter documentary that Wayne did, like right after Carter 3 dropped, that was super dope. Um, just, just being able to see the process that artists go through has been something I've always been very interested in. And I, I love to see, like, I could watch a lot of performances all day, but my favorite part to Homecoming are literal are the literal parts where she's working with the band and working on the steps and talking to the kids and as perfect as those performances were the highlights for me were the bare-faced Beyonce trying to put together this show coming off this difficult pregnancy trying to get back into shape those are the parts of homecoming mean the most to me seeing the gear seeing Seeing the break it made, you know? So maybe one day we'll be talking about how Beyonce, how the voters got it right, man. But even at, on the same night that, same, even the same time that they give a openly gay man one of the highest awards that they can give him, that they can be given in Hollywood, even on that, in that same breath, we still have to talk about how a black woman went 0 for 6 with this amazing piece of art that she submitted. Oh, and let's not forget, how many Grammys did Lemonade win? How many Grammys did Lemonade win? How many Grammys did Lemonade win? Huh? 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 Sorry. Let's just check. You already know the answer. <sighs> Let's see. Accolades. At the 59th Annual Grammy Awards, Lemonade received three nominations. Album of the Year, Best Urban Contemporary Album, Best Music Film. Formation received three as well. Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Music Video. 
Hold Up was nominated for Best Solo Performance, Pop Solo Performance, Don't Hurt Yourself for Best Rock Performance, and Freedom for Best Rap Song Performance. The album went on to win two awards, Best Urban Contemporary Album, Best Music Video for Formation. Oh. Okay. So it did win something. My bad. Because I was thinking it didn't win nothing. But it didn't win what we thought it should win. Record of the Year. Okay, Hello was a big record. That's fine. Album of the Year. Lemonade should have got it over 25. That That's not even freaking close. Song of the Year. Hello. Like, wh- why do we need to give Song of the Year and Record of the Year to the same person? Adele was just crushing every freaking body that year. Anyway, I spent way more time on this than I thought I would, to be completely honest. <laughs> I was, I, I, I just, it's, it's just frustrating because when, when you're an artist and people are messaging me, that's why I'm supposed to turn my phone off. Sorry. Not my phone off. My sign off. It's frustrating that as an artist that you work so hard and you put so much time and effort into your craft. You come up with new and cool ways to engage with your audience. Especially when you're on Beyonce's level. And then when it comes to getting the accolades and the awards you're supposed to... that that everyone has said that you should get because you've been getting all this praise all this time for all your hard work and dedication when it comes time for that you get nothing you lose to James Corden and Paul McCartney you lose to Adele because it just so happened you put out your best album and I, I guess I still say her self-titles is my favorite, but that's on me. Her best album's Lemonade. Let's be real, guys. Um, you put out your best work into the world, your most personal effort ever, and give a visual for the whole dang thing. And still, Adele comes back out. And then it doesn't even matter. And the funny thing is, you wonder if you flip-flop them and give Adele lemonade, and give Beyonce 25. I wonder if Formation would have won a best song of the year or record of the year then. I don't know why I get so worked up about this stuff. Next topic. Huh. I, I really didn't think I was going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys going with me, though. So let's do a Google search, everybody. Get out your phones and get on Google and type in hyphenation podcast. All right. And I'm just going to go to the Apple page. Here we go. So I actually took it out of the title. Well, now I feel like a jackass. Um, Because I was looking for a description of the show. Because the show description used to say something very specific. Um, Now it says, Hyphenation combine all my loves in one. Sometimes you get an episode about why Barack Obama was a fan of the show. Sometimes you get an episode about Scrubs. Sometimes you get an episode about the greatest MCs of all time. Welcome to Hyphenation. The old 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 description and I'm I'm just going to see if I can't find something that has it just to see alright it looks like listen notes may have the old description let's see no it doesn't anyway the old 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 description of hyphenation when it first started, made mention of a couple things. I think the Scrubs thing was in there. And then it made mention of my Yankees hate um, as well. 
and how I wanted to pee on Yankee Stadium. So if anybody ever catches me peeing on Yankee Stadium, I get a pass because I already told y'all I was going to do it three years ago. Any oozle. Oh, man. Got a gentleman hopped out of his car here. Oh, wait. He's getting into... Oh, wait. Hold on. The saga continues. He got out of his car with his busted shirt. He's got on some sandals and and some uh, sweatpants. And he's got out of his car, went over to that other girl's car and opened it. The one that was parked earlier with the music. Yeah, I'm not making this up. Alright, so he's getting in his car now. And he's getting out. What is he doing? He's got these two things that looks like you put your car on when you're trying to... Does one of the tires need change or something? I'm looking at the tires and then none of them look flat. Alright, I'm trying to be seen here. Hold on. This is the next topic. What is this guy doing to this car over here? Alright, so he's getting in this car. I'm guessing he's gonna... He's gonna pull up on these blocks. Alright, and... Alright, so he has successfully elevated this vehicle with these... I don't, I don't know what they're called. I'm not a car guy. Like, he literally has the little ramps in front of the wheels and is now driven the front of the car up on these ramps. So there must be something wrong going on with this car. Alright, so he's popping the hood. He looks like he knows what he's doing. So good for him. I don't know why his shirt's so dirty, though. but That's on him. Everybody has dirty shirts sometimes. Um, Alright, so he lifted the trunk. The hood, I'm sorry. He is looking for the stick to put the hood up. But he successfully has done that. And... Alright, he's walking back over to his vehicle now. Still trying to figure out what's going on here. Alright, it's not in the, his back seat. He's going to his passenger side. He's reaching in. Alright, so what did yeah, he didn't pull out anything, so it wasn't there. So now he's coming over to the trunk. And alright, uh he's looking for something. Not quite sure what's going on. Alright, he's getting back in the passenger side, I believe. He has pulled out something. Looks like some kind of key, maybe. Looks like he has a toolbox in the back of his trunk. Okay. Is he going to change oil? Alright, well, anyway. Looks like an oil change is happening. Dang, it took all that time for me to get to there. A mall parking lot oil change. Man, I need that kind of service. Is that like Uber or something? Like, yo, can uh, my car is going to be here for X amount of time. Can you come do my oil change for me? Nice. Yeah, I can't change my own oil. Boo-hoo. Get over it. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic, man. And I, I'm looking at the clock because I'm, I'm like, man, I literally only have about 12 minutes before I have to start moseying on down to my job here, so. <sighs> how, how do I want to, do I want to get into this? Because I, I was setting it up and I spent so much time talking about Beyonce and the Emmys and, and then park, mall parking lot stuff. Yeah, he's definitely under the car now. Good for him, man. Whatever it takes. It's probably his daughter or something. Any hoozle on the old description of hyphenation. I mentioned there might be an episode about why the Back to the Future trilogy are the greatest films of all time. Well, I thought we were about to have that moment. 
But I'm literally watching Tom slip away and get away from me right now. So I'm going to put a pin in that one because I just rewatched Back to the Future the other night. I slept through Back to the Future too, as I mentioned. Uh, I didn't mention it. Uh, on Saturday, after I stayed up till three in the morning playing Spider-Man, I took a nap when Aaliyah did. And I turned them back to Future 2, and then I knocked out. I went to sleep by the time they got to 2015, and I didn't wake up until I heard the credits playing. So I slept through the whole movie. Great-ass nap, though. Great-ass movie. <laughs> so we're, we're going to put a pin, a pin in the Back to the Future talk for now, be- only because I have nine minutes, and I, I, thought, I didn't expect to talk about Emmys and Beyonce as long as I did. So... Now will be a great time for another pulse-pounding edition of Fill That Runtime. So we're going to set the clock for nine minutes. What am I going to talk about, though? What am I going to talk about? What am I going to fill that runtime on? There's been so many things I've ranted about, so many things that I've touched on here or there. I'm, I'm genuinely trying to think. And my, my time's literally slipping. I'm filling that runtime with bunches of silence because I don't know what to talk about. In case y'all don't think that your boy. Well, shit, y'all probably don't ever think I'm prepared because I don't have any notes on it. Like, I literally was, the last thing I was going to do was like, I can just talk about Back to the Future for a while. And that was, that was the main goal of the show. And now here we are. And I'm struggling, struggling to find out uh, what I'm, what I'm going to fill this run time with. So, here we go. Something I haven't talked about enough on the show. Breaking Bad. We're at... Eight minutes now. Fill that run time. Go. So, Breaking Bad has a new film coming out. I believe it's called El Camino. It's almost called a Camino, and I don't think that's right. So let me just type in El Camino Podcast 101 just to make sure. Yes, a Breaking Bad movie. It is a Netflix original. It's coming out on October the 10th. I believe October 11th. That's right. It is a surprise film um, that brings Jesse Pinkman... Back to the Breaking Bad universe, written and directed by Vince Gilligan. And of course, for anybody who didn't know, the way that Breaking Bad ended... Wait, why Why can I not get to the Wikipedia page? Here we go. The way Breaking Bad ended in... When did Breaking Bad end? 2012? 2013. Spoilers for those of you who have not watched Breaking Bad. But at the end, the very series finale, Jesse Pinkman has become... A captor. He's a, he is a slave for the Nazis, the neo-Nazis, and he's making mess still. And Walter comes back to New Mexico, to Albuquerque, in fact. And Walter is like, oh, I'm going to, f-. like, he's tied up his loose ends. He knows he's dying. He's, he goes to see, um, he goes to see his former partners. And then he uh, goes and sees Skyler. And he gets to see his, hold his daughter one last time. He sees Walt Jr. And, you know, he's tied up all these loose ends. And then he goes, he's like, I'm going to stop Jesse from cooking because blah, blah, blah. He realizes when he gets to the neo-Nazi compound, he realizes Jesse is a captive because he was going to kill Jesse. He thought Jesse was still making his meth without him successfully. Turns out, no. Jesse was being forced to still cook by the neo-Nazis and had been since Walter pretty much gave away Jesse's position after Hank was killed in the desert that day. Hank and Gomez, okay? So... In order to save Jesse, Walter had purchased a... Well, he had planned on killing Nazis anyway for killing Hank. So, instead of killing Jesse along with him, Walter bravely had arranged this automatic weapon in the back of his trunk so that he would literally be able to pop it and kill everybody in this building. So, after a confrontation, he saves Jesse's life, kills everyone in the building, and then Jesse gets to choke the life out of his... Uh, his one captive, his one captor. Um, so 
yeah. Sorry, getting distracted. Um, I was reading stuff on Wikipedia. Anyway, Walter and Jesse have like one last look, and Wal- Jesse is hella appreciative. Appreciative. It's the nicest thing that Walter's done for Jesse, like in a whole series. Walter's been shot in his side. Jesse hops in a ride, blows through the gate, and he's off in the wind, tears streaming down his face. He is a free, free man. Walter goes into the, the meth lab, dies, is found. That's how the series ends. When we pick up with El Camino and the trailer had our man Skinny Pete being questioned about, about Jesse Pinkman, well... Now we're going to get more Jesse Pinkman's story, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. So for everything that we've waited for all this time, with Better Call Saul, like, kind of replacing that Breaking Bad void and giving us all the early years leading up until the day that Walt found I had cancer and then ultimately decided he wanted to cook meth. Everything leading up to this day has been laid out nicely with Better Call Saul. Netflix, please put Better Call Saul Season 4 on so I can watch it. I don't want to watch it through unconventional means. I'd rather just watch it on Netflix. Guys, we're going to find out what happens to Jesse. My biggest fear is that they will royally fuck this up. Because leaving Jesse with the happy ending and the open road in front ahead of him... That's all anybody could ever want, because honestly, Jesse has nothing left in Albuquerque. Yeah, he has his family, but he kind of disowned them. Uh, his little brother was already following in his footsteps weirdly, and he got in trouble with that having that joint that one time. Brock has no mother now, thanks to Jesse. It's not like Brock can go pick up Jesse and be like, hey, uh... Jesse, uh, hey, I'm going to be your new dad. It's not how it works. It's not how any of this works. So I am super excited and super scared. I don't expect, I don't think they would have done it if they didn't have a good idea. Breaking Bad is like number three in my top, in my top five shows of all time. It's my number two drama. It is, I love The Wire more. But it's right there. It's 1A for me. Breaking Bad is. Scrubs, if we're talking like everything and not talking about dramas, then Scrubs is going to always be number two. And then Breaking Bad's 2A. Leave me alone. You know what you're doing when you listen to my podcast. Anyway. I'm excited to find out what happens to Jesse. I don't like the idea of him not getting a happy ending, though. But then I'm also afraid they'll give him a happy ending. I just don't know how it's going to work. Because on one hand, they could easily be like, be like, oh, you were cooperating and you're, you're a free man. But I mean, what enemies is still out there? I mean, Walt, Walt and Jesse pretty much effectively ended the cartel before they started taking over like all the drug trade in, in New Mexico, pretty much. Gus is gone. Walter took, took care of him. So I'm trying to think if there's any loose ends that is going to come back to come back to see my man Jesse Pinkman. So let me just let me just said say here we go. Uh, this is the cast so far. Aaron Paul is Jesse Pinkman. Okay. Charles Baker is Skinny Pete, who we saw in the trailer. Matt Jones is Badger Mayhew, Jesse's friend. Oh, and Skinny Pete's Jesse's friends too. And Jonathan Banks is Mike Ehrmantraut. In case you ain't know, Mike Ehrmantraut didn't make it out of Breaking Bad alive. So the fact that Mike is supposedly here, that's kind of crazy. So I'm guessing it's going to be a flashback. Additionally, Vince Gilligan, creator of Breaking Bad, stated that more than 10 characters from the show will appear in the film. Here's the final piece of the puzzle. Do they have the balls to put Walter White on screen again? Did Walter live? Did they get to him in time? Does Walter White, not does, is Walter White alive in the El Camino timeline? Are we going to see him in a flashback? Will Walt and Jesse somehow ride again? I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I'm ready for that. So, I I don't, I, 
Don't bring Walt back. I, I just I just don't want that at all. Bringing Walter back, like oh he survived and now he's in, he's he's our prisoner and he's dying in prison. I, I'm I'm really skeptical about how these things are going to go for our heroes, man. For our anti-heroes. Um, and and I mean Walt's not a hero, but whatever. What was the what Walt, oh, Walt was our protagonist and our antagonist. Time's up. So we'll see. Alright. So. I'm going to stop right here. Buckle up for safety. Head down this hill. And uh, I'll catch back up with you in a few minutes when we'll do the wrap up. But this has been Hyphenation. Episode 119. And uh, yeah. I'm real excited about El Camino, but I do have my fears. You see it out of the corner of your eye, at the end of an alleyway that didn't exist before. The light seems to flicker and threatens to sputter out. It's a theater, and there's only one film playing. You don't recognize the title, although it stirs something in your mind. Welcome to the Mirage, the theater of movies that do not exist. Cinematic Mirage is a podcast exclusive to the Domicile of Dread Patreon about films that were greenlit that never made it to the silver screen. Join Thomas DJ as he explores how the projects came together, why they stopped production, and what they may have been about. It's free to all patrons at the $5 a month level or more. To learn more and to sign up, go to patreon.com slash DJ's Domicile of Dread. Cinematic Mirage. A seat's waiting for you. Now! I do want to end that whole conversation by saying, if you want to read somebody's Beyonce takes that are way better than mine... Go to Mark Rob, Marcus Robinson, my semi-regular co-host. Okay, um, he wrote a great piece a few months ago about some of the Ringer podcasters' reactions to Beyonce and Jamie Fox. Uh, go read that. He can say his points way more eloquently than I can. So go read him. The M A R C R O B WordPress.com. Please and thank you. Hyphen. Nation is brought to you. Oh, I'm sorry. The Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation, is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. I can't lie, I almost said Squarespace because I was listening to Simmons this morning and I almost said Squarespace. Squarespace does not bring hyphenation to you as of this moment, but we shall see one day. Anyway, man, uh, you can find hyphenation wherever podcasts are sold. So that can be any podcast listening platform you like. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, which is the main site. It could be Radio Public. It could be Avalanche, I heard is an app. It could be Pocket Cast. It could be player, uh, player.fm. There's a lot of places to listen to podcasts. If you can't find Hyphenation on your favorite podcast listening platform or any of the other great hyphen podcast group shows, let me know and I'll see what I can do to fix it. If you want to reach out, simple. It's real simple. Be hyphen at gmail.com. That's B H Y P H E N at G M A I L.com. Or at B-Hyphen, or Hyphen Universal on Facebook, or the B-Hyphen on Instagram. If you want to reach out via Hyphen Podcast Group, you can do so by going to Hyphen Podcast Group on Facebook. Um, you can do so Hyphen Podcast Group at gmail.com, Hyphen Pie Group on Twitter, and you can do so by, uh, you know, Instagramming. <laughs> hyphen podcast group on Instagram. You can message me 
at, on any of those platforms. I, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Power positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what it may be. No matter what you have to do, you got to do you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Always remember. Do remember. It's the truth. Try, try, try to have genuine interactions with people. Good, genuine actions. and Nice interactions. Nice, good interactions. Nice, good, genuine interactions with people. That's what I was trying to say. Jeez. Because you never know what the next woman or man is going through. Your words may save someone's life or someone else's life. You never know. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Make sure you let your loved ones know how much they mean to you while they're still present and alive in your life. You never know when it's your turn to go. So make sure that you're reaching out to those you care about and let them know how much they mean to you. Call your mom. Punch your sister. Dap up your brother. Hug your dad. Write your grandmother a letter. Send your grandfather a telegram. Send a Facebook message to your uncle. Send a DM to your aunt, um, send your godmother a postcard and um, send an email to your godfather. Uh, send your niece a gift. Send your um, um, nephew a book. That's a good idea. Um, most importantly, I say all that to say this. Again, make sure you just let people know what they mean to you, man. Hug your kids and tell them how much they mean to you and tell them that there's nothing to be scared of in this world. Okay, do that for me. Okay, cupcake. So, uh, words of wisdom for today. My words of wisdom are, if you feel like something's wrong health-wise, go get checked out. Y'all have heard me mention multiple times about what happened to me back in July. Had a whole ass episode about it. Kind of too, because I mentioned it on the vacation episode, vacation pod too. Make sure you are trying to be the healthiest person you can be, man. Um, If you feel like something's wrong, whether that be physical pain, um, if you feel like something's off in your head, you don't feel as mentally healthy as you could be. Your back hurts and it's just lingering forever. Can't breathe. Your chest is beating out. Of your your heart's beating out of your chest. Take the time to go get checked out. You can be as big and bad as you want to be. I don't need a doctor and blah blah blah. Some of you listen to this may be in your 20s still. Good for you. Some of you may listen. Some of you who may be listening to this might be older than me. The main thing is, if you feel like something's wrong, please do yourself and your loved ones a favor and go get checked out. Um, because it's better, better, uh, better off knowing than not knowing. And then, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but, uh, you know, not that I, I'm saying that. If you don't go to the doctor, you're going to die, but... Eh, it's better to know that you're not going to die than feel like you're dying and take it from me because I put that shit off for the longest time especially about my blood pressure so that's my words of wisdom for today apologies to Mark Kell Fulch is still trash I have to see what you do this year season number three whoa Saw the LeBron 17s flat this morning, actually. Super dope. I know I'm probably not going to cop that colorway, but if I could, I would. I do think they're actually pretty nice. But uh, I don't think I got anything else for y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to me talk about the Emmys and Beyonce for as much time as that took. And, of course, El Camino thing. By the time you're hearing this, you'll know that the El Camino official official trailer came out and you can watch that at your leisure so you can uh, see what's going on with uh, that next piece of the Breaking Bad puzzle. Netflix! 
Put Breaking or Break Netflix. Put Better Call Saul season four on, please, please. Gosh, I just want to watch it on Netflix. First world problems, because I have access to it if I want to. Just want to watch it on Netflix. Is that too much to ask? Sheesh. I appreciate each and every one of y'all to listen to the podcast. Y'all mean the world to me. Let's keep this thing going. If you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever, give us the highest rating possible. Leave a comment. I'll read it, good or bad. Subscribe. Never miss another pulse-pounding episode of the world's greatest podcast. All 119 episodes of Fire! Yeah, bitch. Let's do this. Thanks, y'all. subscribe and comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid an exposure